0: All right, welcome to episode one of the Prehistoric Podcast. What's today's episode about?
1: How Jurassic Park got it wrong. Prehistoric Prehistoric Podcast! Podcast.
0: (coughs) So today we're going to be looking at all the various Jurassic Park movies and pointing out some inaccuracies about those but before we get into that since this is episode one let's do a quick introduction to the prehistoric podcast and this podcast is all about anything prehistoric but we're going to be covering tons of dinosaurs ice age animals and other cool topics if it's related to prehistory we're in yeah anything else and my name's nick and this is dylan Age forty-four, age ten, and yeah. this podcast is family-friendly. It's it's for kids of all ages, not just kids. Anyone can listen to this podcast, but we are not scientists; we're just fans. Yeah. All right, let's get rolling with the episode. Alright guys, so before we start talking about what they got wrong, I think it's important just to say that we're huge fans of Jurassic Park movies. They are cool movies, we're by no means trying to tear it down, and we realize it's science fiction. And We're,
1: we're excited for the new Jurassic World
0: movie. Yes, Jurassic World 3 Dominion will complete. The entire series, and it will be the third installment in the Jurassic World trilogy. And it'll
1: have Giganotosaurus.
0: Yeah, so what you want to do is get on YouTube and look up the Jurassic World Dominion Prologue. It was originally exclusively released to IMAX, but it has an awesome beginning. They say, what, 65 million years ago, late Cretaceous, where they show feathered dinosaurs, which we thought was yeah, awesome.
1: including the T-Rex. And since we're talking about that, that the T-Rex was fighting the Giganotosaurus.
0: Yeah, that is our very first thing that we wanted to point out. That battle would have never happened because they were about 35 million years apart.
1: And Giganotosaurus lived in Argentina, and T-Rex lived in North America.
0: There you go. So we had one living in South America, one living in North America. All right, guys. We got our list in front of us, and let's start with the most obvious one, the one that everyone's going to point out, and that's the Jurassic Park Velociraptor.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the Jurassic Park Velociraptor looks nothing like what a Velociraptor would have actually looked like. Dylan, what did a Velociraptor look like?
1: A turkey with teeth and claws.
0: And covered in feathers, man. Imagine... Like a turkey, but with like a fanged beak.
1: And fanged claws, of course.
0: Yeah, so, and, uh, there's a, a, uh, wait, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, I just wanted to point out that the Toronto Raptors basketball team, um, let me see what their mascot looks like. I'm looking it up online here. It looks like a T-Rex. Yeah, they. Well, their raptor looks like a T. Rex. Oh. I thought maybe it would have been based on a, on the um, on the Jurassic Park Velociraptor. Looks <laughs> like a T. Rex. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not waste any more time on on the Toronto Raptors. And. But another thing is is that the Velociraptors in the in the uh, movie were portrayed as being super super smart. And actually based on their brain size, they were probably not even smart as smart as modern day birds. So Or turkeys. You know how <laughs> people say pigeons are really stupid? They were probably as stupid as pigeons. Just
1: way more dangerous.
0: Yeah, they were and pro- packs. They were probably more instinct driven than they were, like cunning and making decisions and, and all of that stuff that, you know, Blue did in, in,
1: in and And the, also the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park were as big as a Dino Nicus, not a real Velociraptor.
0: That is true. That is true. I think the Jurassic Park Velociraptor um, looks more like a like a
1: Utah a, raptor. A
0: small, like a a Utah raptor is a little bit bigger, though, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And a Utah raptor kind of looks like a really big Velociraptor, though, actually, because it's covered yeah. in feathers. And I just guessed that. Uh, I don't know. They just took a T-Rex, shrank it, and gave it longer arms, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they just get rid of the feathers of a dino
0: Oh, uh, okay. Oh, there you go. So we'll just say that the Jurassic Park Velociraptor is a dino Do Did I get that right?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to the T-Rex. We got a bunch of things about the T-Rex. Let's start with the T-Rex running speed. In the movie, it's chasing after vehicles at, like, 30, 40 miles per hour. Yeah. But a real T-Rex could only run about as fast as a human sprinting or about 17 miles an hour, and it definitely wouldn't keep up with uh, Usain Bolt or any uh, Olympic sprinter. Yeah. So you'd have a pretty good out chance of outrunning a T-Rex if you were actually at the Lake Cretaceous.
1: Uh- Actually, a normal person probably wouldn't be able to outspeed it.
0: Well, you know, it depends on uh, how much they were into working out, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I would be (laughs) eating.
0: Dylan would definitely be eating because he doesn't get enough exercise, especially in the winter. But it's snowing right now, so we are going to bust out the sleds and get out tomorrow.
1: Okay, the next one is Brachiosaurus.
0: Well, we're still on the T-Rex, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the T-Rex in the movie, they say it has really bad vision. Like, no. Let's...
1: no, it says don't move a muscle. It can't see if you don't move.
0: Well, guess what? A T-Rex had eyes that probably could see as good as a modern-day eagle, and an eagle can spot a field mouse while it's flying hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah. So that should give you an idea of how good the T-Rex's vision was.
1: Maybe not as it couldn't see us small as a field
0: mouse that easily but it can definitely see you it could definitely see you but i read when i was researching this topic and you were there it said it had it had vision as good as an eagle so i don't know how they know that but let's put it this way it wasn't blind so maybe it's somewhere in between yeah um so another thing is their sense of smell it probably had an amazing sense of smell so even if it couldn't see you and it was completely dark out, it would have been able to sniff you out. It probably could smell prey from miles away. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on to the Brachiosaurus.
1: And the Brachiosaurus in real life was too heavy to stand up on its hind feet. But the s- a smaller sauropods like Isanosaurus, an early sauropod, did use its hind legs to get itself up a bit higher when eating off the treetops.
0: But the main point is, is in the in the movie the brachiosaurus stands up. There's no way a brachiosaurus could be able to do that. All right, that moving along to the Dilophosaurus. In the movie, it it is this frilled lizard. That shoots Newman from Seinfeld in the face with a bunch of acid. And this is nothing, it looks nothing like what an actual Dilophosaurus looks like. Yeah,
1: and a Dilophosaurus was like ten times bigger.
0: And there were no frilled dinosaurs that we're aware of at this moment. And not only that, but um, I don't believe there were any dinosaurs that spit acid as a means of attacking.
1: Yeah. The only thing they did get right is the Dolophosaurus is from the Jurassic.
0: So they did nail the time period. Um, let me let me tell you, let me set the story. You're, you're out with your family, and you're going to your local zoo, and you see a bunch of elephants, right? Imagine if one of the elephants took a poop, and the poop was the size of the elephant. Wouldn't that be ridiculous?
1: Yes, but in the movie... The Triceratops poop is pretty much the size of the entire Triceratops.
0: Yeah, it must have eaten burritos or something. I don't know what was going on, but that Triceratops poop pile was out of control. So, yeah, it in no way would have had a poop that huge. It would have been the poop of like a bison or an elephant, similar in size to a modern uh, large herbivore uh in the modern day like an era. elephant All uh, right here's my note about the T-Rex it said an eagle can spot a field mouse from 60 feet in the air so and it said T-Rex had vision similar so i said hundreds of feet but it was more like 60 feet All right let's talk about the mosasaurus The
1: mosasaurus would probably about as big as a a blue whale it could easily eat a great white shark in, like, one bite. And the real Mosasaurus was a little bit bigger than a Spinosaurus.
0: And so we want to, I want to say that the, 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 Mosasaurus in Jurassic World was probably about two times the size of a real Mosasaurus. Does that sound yeah, about and right? and it
1: might be able to easily eat a real Mosasaurus.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not going to chomp on a T-Rex in or, one bite. Or, or Indominus, Indominus Rex. Rex. <laughs> um, and also, they put a bunch of spikes all over the Mosasaurus. But and,
1: in real life, they're just smooth, like, like whales.
0: And that brings us to the premise... The entire uh, getting DNA for the mosquito thing, we learned in a little bit of research here that um, after even less than 1 million years, and these samples were supposedly 65 million years, all of the um, bonds that bind the DNA together would have disintegrated, and you would have just been left with a soup of chemical junk and never gotten any usable DNA. This is the part I have
1: no idea or do not understand.
0: Well, the modern ways they're trying to bring back extinct animals is by editing the code of existing animals that were were descended from those animals. So, for example, there is a um, there's a thought right there is a company that is trying to bring back woolly mammoths into Siberia, and they're editing the genetic code of a um, Asian elephant to do that. So they're turning on and off sequences in, that, in, the, um, in the DNA that would allow it to have bigger tusks or grow the woolly hair or yeah. any of those attributes that, that they wanted to exhibit.
1: Ready to go to the next dinosaur? Or not <laughs> dinosaur!
0: Yeah, a, t- uh, a pteranodon. A pteranodon
1: would have not been able to pick up a human. They lack the grasping ability of modern day wing predators, And probably a person would be too heavy.
0: Well, they didn't perch, but they uh, often walked on the ground. Actually, they walked quite well on four legs, and there's a lot of evidence that uh, uh, t- pteranodons um, you know, did some of their hunting and, and things you know, by, on the ground. Alright, you wanted to talk about that Spinosaurus vs. T-Rex battle in the uh, in the third movie, Dylan.
1: A Spinosaur would never challenge a T-Rex unless it was starving and they were fighting over a fresh kill.
0: And also, people are always, like, hung up if you're looking at people talking about um, issues with a movie about these dinosaurs being from different time periods, but I actually don't have a problem with that, because the whole idea is you brought all these dinosaurs from random periods of time, whether it was Triassic, Jurassic, or Cretaceous, into the modern era. So, yeah, of course they would just be fighting each other if they all existed in 2020, right? Yeah. So there's really, I don't get the idea, uh, uh, the point of that argument.
1: And also... In the movie, Spinosaurus and T-Rex were about the same size, but in real life, Spinosaurus was a lot longer and taller—about ten feet.
0: About ten feet longer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then it would have its sail would have made it quite a bit taller than a T-Rex.
1: Yeah. I and it's long. I think
0: its body was it, even taller than a T-Rex. And its
1: arms were probably like twenty times longer. Really? Yeah. And then
0: the T-Rex's arms. Yeah, of course. Um, one issue with the um, with the movie, one big issue that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about is they hatched, supposedly in the movie, they hatched all these dinosaurs from eggs, but they're all full-grown adults. Look at a Brachiosaurus. It could live to 100, and it took about 40 years to reach full size. And they had full-grown Brachiosauruses in the movie. There's no way those were 40-year-old dinosaurs based on the movie.
1: Yeah. And where in the world did they get the Mosasaurs' DNA? There's not going to be any, like, mosquito fish or something.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and they didn't explain that. They also didn't uh, the same sort of idea. They didn't talk about um, how they were able to capture uh, all these extinct plant DNA. But, you know, All that being said, these were awesome movies and it is just science fiction. We still are huge Jurassic Park fans. And, um, you know, we recently learned we were listening to another podcast um, and they were explaining how paleontology just exploded after the first Jurassic Park movie, and they the started, fact that we know all this stuff about dinosaurs now is because of this movie.
1: And and before Jurassic Park, most people were like Triceratops, T-Rex, Brontosaurus, Stegosaurus, and even the not-real Pterodactyl. But now, you can know like a hundred dinosaurs when you're just ten years old.
0: And they're finding new dinosaurs all the time, like literally... They have found, like, hundreds and hundreds of dinosaurs since this movie came out. If you look at, like, fossil discoveries and, like, in a graph, it just goes parabolic as soon as Jurassic Park comes out. It just goes straight up. They're just finding so many, and there's so many people that are interested in dinosaurs because of these movies. So uh, awesome movies, but it's it's fun to talk about some of the things that they just – came up with or just invented out of nowhere for the movies that really aren't based in uh, reality, but still a really cool movie. And we will definitely be going to the theater to see Jurassic World Dominion when it comes out this summer. I have
1: one more thing. The Jurassic World story has an excuse for having these different dinosaurs. It's because they combined it with DNA of modern reptiles. Or amphibians, I guess. And that's why they have no feathers.
0: Uh, Is that how they explained it away? Yeah. Yeah, that's why when they went back in the prologue and showed all the dinosaurs, they had them feathered. I see. So that's kind of like how they made up for that. All right. Well, this is cool. This is our first episode. Hopefully, we get nothing but better. But really quick, um, we wanted to tell you guys about drawwithdillon.com. If you go to that website, drawwithdillon.com, you can get Dylan's dinosaur book. And guess what? Dylan was interviewed by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette this week. Isn't yeah. that awesome? They, they're going to write an article about him, put him in the paper. So we were really excited about that. We have 28 dinosaurs in Draw with Dylan.
1: And soon, we're going to be releasing a new book that doesn't all have dinosaurs, but also prehistoric pterosaurs and marine reptiles.
0: That's going to be awesome. And Dylan, you I would say you're probably 70% done. Is that a fair? Yeah. With the, uh, with the drawings, but we haven't started on the scenes or the fact pages yet, but that's going to be next. So what I was going to say is in that book, every single dinosaur, every single drawing tutorial has a scene and it has a facts about the dinosaur including their family height weight and also a list of just fun facts about each dinosaur that we spent hours researching so pick up a copy it's only 11.50 on amazon um if you're an amazon prime member you get free shipping so um And also, if you go to that website, it has links to all our YouTube videos and our social media. So, hope to connect with you guys. And if you want to read the show notes or subscribe to the podcast, go to prehistoricpodcast.com. Say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) That's the T-Rex roar.